Well, 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 hello there. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I am your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor, and we're very grateful for Joe Turner, Kelly Polonis, and all the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience with nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services. You're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're very grateful for and hand-picked include Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. And we'll talk about them throughout the show. And we have a great show tonight. And I'm really excited about this rowdy crew that I have here in the studio. I'm going to introduce them real quick, and then we're going to um, get to our first segment. Um, I, want to, I want to welcome to the show Coach Paul Mullins from Greenwood Laboratory School Football. Thank you, Jenny. Glad to be here. We're going to talk a little bit about why this crew is here, but I want you to know who's in the studio with us. I also have Jim Ferguson. Welcome. Thank you, Jenny. And I also have Alan Rosen. Hello, Jenny. So glad that you are here. And we have Steve Harmon. Thanks, Jenny. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my guests here. But before we do that, of course, I want to start this show expressing our deep concern as well for Art Haynes and his family. Um, I want to thank Wyatt Wheeler for... Um, all of the updates that he's been providing and all the broadcasters that have jumped on board to help with this, um, with this, um, time that Art Haynes is, is battling. Um, I do know that, uh, we think the world of him. I appreciate his friendship so much. He is tough. He is stubborn. Um, and he covers sports for a reason. He's very competitive. So keep fighting, my friend Art. Uh, we love you very much and we are all team Art Haynes. Um, so we're going to get to to our show. Um, last week, though, let's recap. I had a border war last week. I had Dennis Gates, the Missouri University of Missouri men's basketball coach, and then I had the University of Kansas men's basketball coach, Bill Self. And so they were here last week, and we got to talk a little bit about that rivalry. Um, if you want to listen to that show, you can go to a coachesperspective.com, listen to it under previous shows, or you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. All right, so as I said, this studio is full, and we are going to talk a little bit tonight about the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet. It will be next Tuesday, October 4th at the Oasis, 5 to 6 at the Ned Reynolds Social Hour, and then the program begins at 6 o'clock. They have inductees of Dan Cashel from Jury Administration, Jim Wynn from Baseball, Courtney Frericks, the Olympic track athlete, Jack Jewsberry in the sport of soccer, Brian Mahaffey in sports medicine, and Daryl Smitty-Smith from boxing will be there. And then there is this award that the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame has only given out three times. This is the third one, the Era of Excellence Award. And it is going to the Greenwood Laboratory School football program dash Mullins era. And so we have Coach Mullins here, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about um, why this era was so special and if you are a coach, if you are an athlete, if you are a parent, listen to what we're going to talk about tonight as far as building a program um, and building a culture around a program, not just coaching a team. So we're going to talk a little bit about your program. First off, Coach Mullins, 1964 to 1989. That's a long time at Greenwood Laboratory School. It was a long time. I was fortunate I didn't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, before we start, I want to express my concern about Bart Haynes, too. He was always real special to me because I, gr I graduated from Missouri Valley College, and he's from Marshall, so he was always really, really nice to me. And 
did a lot of things for our program. Good. Well, I know that his family will, will appreciate that, and I know he will appreciate that as well. He thinks a lot of you and your success, for sure. Um, you So at Greenwood Laboratory School during that time, you were 162, 84, and 10 in 26 seasons. You had 10 district championships. You were state runner-up in 1971, 1980, and 1986, and state champions in 1981. You had several players that went on to play in college. But the biggest impact that you made is that these gentlemen that played for you um, took these lessons and became very successful in their life. And we're going to illustrate that tonight as well. Well, that's one thing I wanted to mention. You know, really, no one's really concerned about playing football in college. They're just concerned with having fun in high school, graduating, and going to college. They, they didn't really care about trying to win a scholarship. Right. We had a couple that probably could have, but they chose to go to school you know, uh, elsewhere. Right. And I think that's really, a, you know, it's important, though, to have that, that culture of that drive to want to be successful in that moment. Um, you know, you are already in the Hall of Fame. You, you know, you were inducted in the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame in 2011. You're in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. So individually, you have been recognized mm-hmm. for your coaching. This award is about your players. Yeah. This, is a, this is an award to, to induct them um, as part of, you know, your program. How do you feel about well, that? It's all about the players anyway. Uh, I was the same coach when we were won the state as I was when we were one and ten, one and nine. Same guy. So it had to be about these guys. It wasn't about the coaching. Coaching may help somewhat, but that's not the answer. You got to have players. So basically, we had some good athletes. We would always have maybe one, two, three outstanding athletes. And then the rest of them were a great supporting cast. They knew their roles. They were easy to coach. They were smart. We didn't beat ourselves. Uh, we just, you know, played football, and we tried to make it as much fun in practice as you can imagine. Now, how much fun can you do on August 15th when it's 100 degrees out of practice? <laughs> it's really hard. So. But, but you're we, right. We they, tried to keep it fun. They work hard. They work yeah. hard, and, and they, they, they dive into it. When they're having fun and they're enjoying it and you build that relationship with them, it, it makes it a lot. And, uh, and the program was a, truly a program. It didn't start that way. But as I go on, go on through the seasons, people in all over the place would, would support us. The administration from Missouri State, the administration from Greenwood, the parents from Missouri State, parents from Greenwood. I even had the, uh, guys who worked on the maintenance crew would come over and watch our games because they were lying in our field and we got acquainted with them. Right. Elementary students would, would come out and cheer for you. Got ready to go on a trip. They'd line the sidewalks, give you hugs and kisses all the way out the bus. <laughs> it was just a nice program and, and very easy to develop because of so much help. Well, and you, you know, this is what and this is what I want to talk about is kind of that culture um, that evolved through mm-hmm. your hard work and through kind of the you know the way that you coached um, your players and the way that you invested your time and your emotions. You could hold them accountable. Well, you Jenny, could be tough on them. But Jenny, you also that that was them. an accident. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I had known I was that important, I'd have done a better job. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just find out how important you were. We've brought we've brought some backup in here and some representatives. Uh, we're going to start with Jim Ferguson, and and I you know I I I wanted Jim to be here because one he's Jim Ferguson, and we all know um, how wonderful he is. But he was also your very first quarterback and a good one. Yes, well he uh-huh. he made you look smart, right? Very smart. He did exactly. So. 
Um, Jim, I want to ask you a little bit about what it was like. Um, you had played for, you know, longtime um, coach at Greenwood and, and a successful coach and Speedy Collins. And then Coach Mullins comes in. Uh, what was it like being his first quarterback and starting that, that program with him? It was a very positive experience. I think the, one of the things that Coach did, he did make it fun. I don't know how you make August 15th fun. <laughs> All of my life, I get up on August 15th remember going to football. But uh, he made it fun. He made it positive. He taught us to work hard. And he really taught us to respect not just he and Coach Phillips, but our professors and teachers. And we had a lot of pride in playing football for Paul Mullins at Greenwood. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? Um, that's, that's so true. Um, Steve Harmon is also here, another quarterback. And um, you know, Steve, you loved playing football. That was very evident uh, when you were playing. Uh, why, why do you think Greenwood was so successful under Coach Paul Mullins? Well, he uh, he treated everybody the same. Like he said, he he didn't know really what uh, uh, what the magic was, but uh, there was a there was a group in uh, seventy eight or seventy eight that uh, uh, several years older than us. I was uh, in junior high, but he uh, they started to develop. A, uh, a, a a nice uh, uh, nice cohesion with everyone, and uh, it, uh, it it developed from there. And everyone worked hard. Was and 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 coach never really got upset. It was uh, I I remember him once, you know, I, maybe once or twice, but it wasn't it wasn't. But you you were more you were more. He was more. You felt more disappointed that you disappointed him. If you didn't have to yell at you, you knew what you did. And uh, he, he brought everyone together and made it fun. Uh, I mean, just one of the small things he'd do after practice, he'd make sure everybody knew how to dip the water out of the water jug right by, <laughs> by pinching, the, pinching the edge of the cup. Make sure you don't get your, get your water, you know, make sure you dip it in there right. Make sure it's clean for everybody else. So little things like that. So uh, it, was, uh, it was a joy. It was a joy. Well, good. I enjoyed it. That is wonderful. It makes all the difference in the world. That is so true. So, Alan Rosen, I want to ask you another quarterback, and I have to pause here because, you know, I have to show some love for linemen. My brother was he was a he was a two year All State lineman, City Lineman of the Year, Greg Burnett. And you know, I told him I was I was doing this show, and I said I'm having all quarterbacks, and he said, "Whoa, where's the love for the linemen?" <laughs> so we do have a lot of love for linemen because they protected you, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about um, what it was like working in the offensive strategies with Coach Mullins. You know, as a quarterback, um, you were always described as a very intelligent quarterback. Not that the other two here weren't; you were as well. But but Alan, you 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 were a very intelligent quarterback, and you worked um, very well and very closely with Coach Mullins on the offense. What was that like? Well, I think Coach had the ability to get the most out of every player that we had. And we had, like he said, some talented players, but he, he had an ability to see the strengths of each, each player and make the most of them. And, for example, when Steve was right before me, and we had a, both of he and I, I think, could throw the ball pretty well. Um, I could run the ball okay maybe to keep him honest, but he brought your dad um, a wonderful, wonderful man, God rest his soul, um, in to help us. And Tommy was amazing. And so Coach ran a wishbone offense, right, which is a highly running you know, I mean, you're running the ball a lot. But he, he was able to allow us to throw the ball more and create things that suited our strengths. And 
I think his ability at that at that age and at his point in his career to be able to have the the foresight and the ability to be flexible was so inspiring and gave us the the ability to be successful. Um, I think there's no question that he was able to step aside and let him come in and, and didn't have an ego about it. And I think we all saw that. And uh, um, his ability to, to, to do that was, was a lot of fun for, for all of us. I think that's very important. And yeah, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I think I have a pretty good crew here. And we're going to continue talking throughout the evening um, about this, this program and the culture that Coach Mullins um, presented to these players. And so we're going to take our first break. We'll be back with Coach Paul Mullins, Jim Ferguson, Steve Harmon, and Alan Rosen. And I want to thank Great Southern Bank again for being our presenting sponsor. Be we'll be back. right back. Well, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies and professional dietitians. The ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best-tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. And, you know, earlier Steve Harmon was talking about how you were helping them with the water. You should have been serving Highland Dairy chocolate milk. They should have been able to grab some chocolate milk, right, Coach? I like chocolate milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. All right, we're talking with Coach Paul Mullins, Jim Ferguson, Steve Harmon, and Alan Rosen. And the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame, they are such a unique entity. Uh, I love being part of this organization. They are a nonprofit. We are all volunteers that are on the board of directors. We raise money for 12 nonprofits in the area. We provide camp bees. We buy sports equipment. It's a, a strong organization. And our celebration is next Tuesday, October 4th with the inductees. And then, of course, the Era of Excellence, which this year is going to Greenwood Laboratory School football program, Mullins Era. So let's talk a little bit about the culture uh, that we were kind of teasing in the in the first segment that Coach Mullins created. I want to know a little bit about what made it special. I'm going to start with Alan on this question. What is it about the, you know, I know that the team and the practices and the games, you know, that's one thing in the focus. But what rippled from that into the community that Coach Mullins was talking about? Well, I think as far as the community goes, I mean, like he said, the whole school just loved football and it was a it was a big deal all the way from I mean when we were in little you know elementary school all the way up and I I think that just fed on the the players the parents the teachers I mean they were so inspiring I mean Bob McLaren our biology (laughs) professor would come to almost every practice and he was a good word exactly (laughs) I mean and he was as involved as anybody with our program and it just it just was a uh, the culture was fantastic, and I think inside the program it was great, and then outside it just fed on its way. I mean, I remember going my senior year and seeing guys down in Ash Grove who played the year before, who graduated, and they'd come down and watch us play, and, and that that was just that meant so much to all of us, and that was just how it always was. Yeah, it makes makes a big difference. And, yeah. and Jim, you were there at the very beginning. Um, you saw Coach Mullins come in and want to start building this program. What are the, some of the things that you appreciated that he did? There were so many things that he did that I appreciated. Um, his whole attitude, not just at practice, but in school. He was always smiling. Um, he was concerned about all the students. 
Alan's right about the way it was with football. We had so many people that wanted to come watch us play. My sophomore year in college, I came back to watch Greenwood play football at Golden City uh, <laughs> on a Friday night. So it was more than just football, uh, which was wonderful, but it was the whole atmosphere that he created at Greenwood um, that made us all want to work hard and, and do our best. I, I firmly believe had he been there a year or two before, we would have we, we would have lost only one game. We lost three. Uh, we wouldn't have beaten Mount Vernon. Now, I don't know why I scheduled Mount Vernon. They were, they were big and good. But I think we would have been conference champions. We finished second, but we, we didn't know much about football until he came. That's so. amazing. That's fantastic. Did you have something to add to that, Coach? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Um, I, mean, I remember stuff like this. Whenever we won the state, we lost to Marionville here in ta- home. And that's how good our conference was. Well, the year we didn't go, uh, Jasper won it. Marionville, Marionville was at state playoffs the first time it's ever started in 1969. And then Jasper won, and then Lockwood won, and then Greenfield won. And we were lucky to be there a couple of times. So our conference got you ready for it. And that helped us a lot. And I want to talk a little bit about our coaches. We started with Joe Phillips who was a basketball guy, didn't know a thing about football, but he knew boys and knew how to handle boys, knew discipline. And then after that, Larry Atwood came in. Larry was the same way. He was a tough disciplinarian. You didn't screw around with him. You did it like you're supposed to do it, and he knew how to do it. But, you know, they didn't teach a lot of football, but they were, they knew how to handle people. Then we were lucky enough to get, get your dad and Will Purvis and. Those were two great guys. Both of them had a background in football. Both of them liked kids, and, and they were good role models, just good role models for people. And then we ended up with, um, well, before that, I had I think I had John Charles in there for a year or two. and But that's basically, I had a lot of help. I didn't have to do it by myself. And that student teachers. That is true. We had all kinds of student yes. teachers, and they were fun. <laughs> they loved it. Yes. They had a lot of fun out in practice. They created some uh, good, good times for the players too. Well, and I think, and we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about assistant coaches later on, and how important they were to you. I want to talk um, some more about Coach Purvis, and um, he was such a long time assistant coach and was there mm-hmm. for a long time. We're going to talk about uh, them a little bit more in the next segment, but okay. I, I think that's part of it, though. Uh-huh. You're so right. Part of building that culture is getting the buy-in, you know, from those assistant coaches mm-hmm. and rippling through, and then also what Alan was saying about uh, you know getting the teachers involved. Um, I just think that's something that's really important. Um, Steve, do you have anything to add to the how he created such a culture there? Well, he uh, he he, genu- he genuinely cared about everyone. Uh, he knew he knew what was going on with uh, with your with your life. He uh, he was interested. Um, he was uh, he was he made sure he had a, you you were disciplined. I can tell you that, <laughs> and you understood. Uh, um, what was expected and uh but it was he made it fun he didn't he didn't try to make it uh, make it a big uh big work job or, or uh, uh a lot of trouble but uh everything he did he he would tell us jokes and uh, <laughs> when i was a senior uh we weren't all that good and uh, all, uh he would uh tell a couple of jokes for the game get us all lightened up and would laugh and <laughs> We'll go out there and we just play hard. He'd want us to sneak into town and you know, be real quiet, and then we'd sneak out. He'd say a few words in between that, but uh, <laughs> then do something, then sneak back out of town. So he was, uh, 
I guess a, a player's coach, but he also he also knew how to coach and handle handle people. Well, well said, well said. When I first started coaching, I talked to Coach Mullins and I asked you some questions and some guidance and some advice. And one of the things that you said to me, one of the many things that stuck with me, is that you said not to take yourself so seriously, um, to have fun with the kids, and and that you only get them for a certain amount of time. And that that really um, that made an impact on me because there were times where I was watching film at two a.m. and I was you know or I was doing an intense drill or and we you know we couldn't get it right. And, and I finally had those moments where I would release and let mm-hmm. go. And I think a lot of coaches, that's good advice for them. Is sometimes you just don't take yourself so seriously, seriously and enjoy those moments with your players. You know, the thing about these, this group of guys is wait until you see those guys that show up at uh, Monday, Tuesday night. They're, they're all successful. Right. Every one of them. Yes. And if I had that much to do with their lives, I'm proud. They made me very proud. Yes. Oh well, I think you had not. I think you had a little bit more to do than just no, a little bit. I was there, very small part. <laughs> yes, and 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 we're also going to you know talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our final break, uh, or excuse me, our next break, and we are going to um, come back. And we're going to talk about the culture. We're going to also talk a little bit um, about uh, the Pike reception that we're having on Monday night for, in honor of the football teams and. Um, We're going to talk a little bit also about these assistant coaches as well and the vital role that they had. So we'll be back with Coach Paul Mullins, Jim Ferguson, Steve Harmon, and Alan Rosen. You are listening to A Coach's Perspective. And thank you to Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be back here on A Coach's Perspective. Well, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They know cars. They know trucks. They know SUVs. They know service. They know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I have been one of them for over 25 years. Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey will take care of you. Give them a call. Tell them what you're looking for, and they'll do a coast-to-coast search, and they will find it. And bonus, it will be in your price range. 417-326-7671. Um, also, thanks to West Logging. Go to westlogging.com or find Danny West on Facebook. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we appreciate Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance for also sponsoring this segment. We're back with Coach Paul Mullins, Jim Ferguson, Steve Harmon, and Alan Rosen. And we are talking about the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame. And um, Coach Paul Mullins, his cell phone is going off because his agent is calling him right now. Hey, they said they'd give me a whole hour. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, we're talking about the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame, and and we are you know celebrating the Era of Excellence Award. We want to congratulate all of the inductees that are getting ready to go in, but we are celebrating tonight the Era of Excellence Award, Greenwood Laboratory School Football Dash Mullins Era. Um, so Jim Ferguson is here, and Jim, um, you have you have something that a teammate actually wrote to um, Coach Mullins, and you would like to read that. Oh, that's Susie. <laughs> I would like to read that if a coach would turn off his phone. Yes. <laughs> Let me so give a shout out to Art Haynes. Art, you're in our prayers. Thank you. That's very kind. Hope you get well soon. I received this letter uh, from an old friend. <clears throat> Jim, please pass along to Coach Mullins my best wishes and sincere congratulations on this well-deserved recognition. Speaking as one of many young men that he helped to develop and grow through Greenwood's football program, I can truly say Coach Mullins has been one of the most positive influences in my life. 
His straightforward, no-nonsense, positive approach to coaching resonated with me. As I look back on those days, some 58 years ago, I recall my high school attention and interest were not on the academic studies, but rather on high school sports, most notably football. Coach Mullins was always the highly respected, no-nonsense mentor who expected the most from each individual and together from the team. As players, we got the most back in return from the football program and his leadership. It was a great positive learning experience that has lasted a lifetime. Thank you so much, Coach Mullins. Bill Sanford. Billy Sanford. That's great. <laughs> he, he was one tough guy. He was Let's a see. tough oh, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, he respected you a lot. And, and, Jim, thank you so much for sharing that tonight. And one of the things that is in that letter is highly respected mentor. And that is something that I hear all the time about players that played for you is he was such a great mentor. He was a great role model. I really looked up to him. And and I want to know, you know, in order to be that kind of coach, that means that you had to have some mentorship. You had to have some leadership to take and to steal and to mold into your own style. So who were some of your mentors? Well, that's interesting that you say that because in high school, we had one coach. He was a basketball coach. He come out and he taught us to block and to tackle. That's all he knew. He knew how to line you up in two lines. You blocked and tackle. Didn't know anything about offenses. Didn't know anything about defenses. So I came to Missouri State to play football with that kind of knowledge. I get up here. We got two football coaches. We got Coach Fred Thompson and Coach Claude Groves. And then some other guys that didn't know anything about football helping. And so I got no coaching from those guys because I was a freshman. He's working with a varsity. But luckily, I was, I came in 49. And in 49, some of those guys were just coming back from the service. They were in terrible shape. They were, you know, they'd been smoking and drinking while they were in the service and they couldn't play football over a quarter. They'd poop out. So they'd come over to the sideline and get me and put me in. Coach didn't even know I was in there, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of coach that I had. I had none. Yeah. And then finally, uh, when I got back from the service, I went to Missouri Valley College, and I got to play for Coach Ashford, Coach Volney Ashford. And he had a winning record of 40-some games in a row that occurred late in the in the service period time. So I got – he he was a uh, – he didn't know a lot of football. We run a 5-3 defense and never changed anything. We run a, a direct snap to a, a spinner type offense, single wing spinner. And so there wasn't a whole lot of coaching, but he knew how to get to players. He got the very best out of it. He got, he'd bring back former players that talk about their tradition. He would bring, he would get married guys together and say, you married men now, be sure you get a good night's sleep tonight. Don't do anything else. You know, he was, he was that kind of guy. He got your head really good. What's so, he talking about? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he wants you in bed early. I right. Think. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. But that's, that's who I had for coaching. Then when I got a chance to try out with the New York Giants, I got uh, Jim Lee Howell was the coach, and he came from Arkansas. And the reason he got me a the uh, reason I got a chance to play for him was that's where Fred Thompson played football at our coached football at Arkansas and he coached Jim Lee Howe. So I got a chance to go out and try out with them. Uh, Vince Lombardi was their offensive coordinator. Tom Landry was their punter and defensive coach. So I got to know some pretty good people. Yes, you did. Those are some pretty good role models. It wasn't, it wasn't anything particularly that they taught you about the game, but how to play the game and, and what they expected. 
And I think that's such a, a critical point to make is that is having those expectations out there and then holding your players accountable yeah. um, and loving them through whenever they do have their failures and their mess ups. Um, you know, I, I want to illustrate a little bit about what you're talking about and, and how um, having those positive mentors helps. Um, I'm going to start with Steve on this one. Um, you know, you've been successful in life and you've had um, a lot of wonderful things that have occurred and happened to you. Um, tell me a little bit about what it is that you got from Coach Mullins's program that's helped you on that journey. Well, um, confidence and respect uh, on how to uh, handle and how to distribute both of them, on how to be uh, uh, be accountable. And you said that uh, it started the first day I met him. I was a uh, I went in there. I uh, Brand new school, seventh grade. I went in there to downstairs to the cage to get my gear, and he's the only one down there. And I got my gear, and I made a comment about my size, and I, I would be want. I'm, I really want to play, and he said, "I don't care. I just want someone that wants to play." And that <laughs> that was it. So uh, he gave you confidence, and it, you carry that. If you're given confidence when you're when you're going through. Seventh, eighth, through junior high, high school. When you're when you're developing, it it helps. It helps a lot to have confidence and uh, and and the knowledge you can accomplish it. And you know, I love that example because you know, a coaches' words and actions are so impactful. I mean, you can make or break, honestly, an athlete. And, and for him to be able to say, "Hey, I don't care. I just want some, I just want someone that can play." That had to be empowering. Um, it could have gone a different direction. Um, and I think that's something, you know, something so little and something with, you know, common sense and, and being almost polite um, made a big impact on you. Thanks for sharing that, Steve. Um, you know, and Alan, you have a very successful dental practice here in town. You've had a very successful uh, professional life and personal life, um, a lot to be grateful for in your world. Um, what is it that you felt like you took from Coach Mullins' program to help with that? Two, two main things really resonate, and that is, I said before, have fun. You know, life's too short. Even if you're working your tail off, have a lot of fun doing it. And I've always felt like I could have fun even though I was working really hard. And, and um, that was a gift given to me by him. Um, the other one was he had an ability to treat the little guy just as good as the guy, the star player. And I remember when I was a freshman and I was trying to tackle Glenn Adams, who most people don't maybe don't remember him, but was an amazing running back at Greenwood. And I'm a freshman, and I'm getting killed every day. And coach would grab me, and not just me, but other guys, and he'd pick me up and say, you know what? You are the reason this team's going to be successful because they're practicing against you, and if you aren't giving your every bit of effort during practice, they're not going to be as good. And for me to see that and then become a senior and be on the other end of things, um, just that whole rite of passage and treating the little person. I mean, even to this day, it doesn't matter who's in my office, who I meet, people around. I'm, it, there's an ability to always focus or at least treat everyone the same just as if they were the star player, so to speak. So, That's a yeah. beautiful example. Yeah. Beautiful. Well said. And, and Jim, you know, you, um, you sell a lot of beer. You sell a lot of beer. <laughs> Always could sell more, Jenny. I know, right? Been very successful. He has too. been Heart of America Beverage Company. You have, you know, a lot of success in your life. Um, you've you've had a lot of blessings. You've talked about that. You've talked about how grateful you are for the path 
that you've been on and um, the professional and personal um, successes you've had. How, how has Coach Mullins helped you along that way? Well, in addition to always having fun, which we've tried to do, I've been selling beer for 44 years, and it's always been fun. It is a fun thing to do, but it's also very competitive. And he taught us how to be competitive. It wasn't being nasty. It wasn't being mean. It was just you try your best and you work very hard and uh, good things will happen. And uh, I think he came with that attitude. He brought a fresh new perspective to football uh, and athletics in general and school. And it really resonated with me and something I've taken all my life. I, I don't like to lose. Um, try to be polite if I do, but <laughs> want to win. And that's what he taught us. That's great. All right, so you've got some confidence and respect. You know, you've got the way you treat people, the competition. I mean, these are all beautiful traits that you've instilled. And and this is what we're talking about. Anybody that's out there listening right now, you've had a coach that's had these this impact on you. You've had mentors and you've had people that have had this impact. Um, uh, you know, it's something that I think is so beautiful about sports is because it's a great platform to help us with some of these characteristics in life. Um, so, you know, you said... Many times you didn't do it alone. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, let's continue to talk about assistant coaches. And I want to start with Coach Purvis. Okay. Um, t- talk a little bit about Steve. You know, said that oftentimes you didn't really get that upset, but you didn't have to because Coach Purvis did that enough for both of you, <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. But he was very energetic. He brought a lot of energy and a lot of passion to these players. He did. He was. He he was really a good assistant. And what actually he wasn't an assistant coach. He was a co-coach. He handled all the defense, the defensive line, the defensive backs. I handled all the offense. I didn't tell him what to do. He figured it out and did what he wanted to do, and he did a great job. So he was more than just an assistant coach because he was very competitive. He'd played in college. He'd played at Warrensburg, and he was, you know, he knew his, he knew the sport, but better yet, he knew how to have fun with the kids. So we had a lot of fun. We'd look down at the, at the backs and they'd be piddling around down there. I'd send the linemen down to dog ball them, tell them to get busy, do something. Don't just stand there and talk them to death. Get busy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a coach that wanted to run repetitions. Yeah. I thought the only way you could teach people how to block, one guy teaching 17 kids or 14 kids how to block, was the many repetitions that you could do in 20 minutes. You can't stand there and talk to them. you got to have them doing it, even though you can only handle make one correction at a time, the other three guys were trying, and you'd run around to them pretty soon. But they were all trying. So we did a lot of repetitions, and uh, we run a wishbone, and that was an advantage for us. Ball control was important. We had the ball sometimes 10 minutes out of a 12-minute quarter. It don't give the, offense, or the other team very much offensive time. So that's how we beat a lot of people. We just control the football. And Another thing about the wishbone, you didn't have to block two people. You didn't block or tackle. You didn't block her in. You read them, and whatever they did, you tried to do the opposite. So, you know, that helps a little when you don't have to block two. Well, and in order to run that as well, to be able to read that, you had to also teach um, a football IQ, if you will. Mm. You had to really talk about right. strategy with your players. You had to not just say, do this because I'm telling mm. you to do it. You explained um, and taught them why you were doing it. Would you all agree as players? Well, I ordered, I ordered a tape. When the wishbone first came out, I ordered a tape from Daryl Royal. So there you go. <laughs> I learned how to do it by watching the tape and what he told me to do. So VHS, you know, VHS tape? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was reel to reel. Reel to reel. I tell you, it was the 
learn, learning the uh, uh, wishbone offense was it was interesting and fun. Boy, I had trouble reading that tackle on the one, on the on the triple option. Um, but uh, I, you know, it was it was I was lucky to have a good fullback behind me that I played played behind me for quite a few years that would would stay in the same spot. And because I was reading the tackle without looking where the running back was behind me, and I was just sticking the ball out. And then I was letting go of it if I saw that tackle, you know, come toward me, but uh, uh, or come across the line. But then you had to go read, read the defensive end. But it uh, sometimes didn't turn out too well for you either. <laughs> you didn't read it quick enough. Tells you how old we are. I am. Coach Mullins taught us wing tee, not not the wishbone. It was even before the wishbone came out. Uh, but he simplified things. Previously, the previous three years, we had fourteen formations. I couldn't remember all the plays, and I was the quarterback. So he simplified it and wing T run both sides. For years, I could call the plays um, just like I was still there. So either way, uh, it made things simpler, made it easier, and uh, your execution was obviously better. A lot of high school teams are going back to that wing T now, running double wings, but it's basically the same thing. It worked really well for us because Dana Stombaugh was a fullback and Bill Sanford and David Yates <laughs> were the halfback. So all I had to do was hand the ball off. Lead blocker. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, we had uh, we had Glenn Adams where I did in the backfield for, gosh, he was one year above me, so I had him for quite a bit, and it it was a it was easy to hand him the ball. Uh, it was a pleasure watching him run. For, I I had a front row seat to watch the whole thing, but. Uh, but uh, you know, coach would coach would turn us loose and let us all call our own plays. Uh, he liked to call the first play of the game, the, the twenty three lead to to, uh, to Glenn. I only changed once. We only changed the play once on the very first play. But you had to when no one was outside the outside the end on the on the left hand the, the weak side. So I just pitched. I to think Glenn all for, three of these quarterbacks called their own plays. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he let us all. Yep, yeah. sure did. Well, that that gives a, I I definitely. Did not let my players call him. <laughs> that was too much of a control. For that's a, that's admirable though to be able to have that confidence. I I did let them call some plays every once in a while too. But I do think that that's one of the things that's important is that you can you have that trusting relationship, that empowerment. Like you do know what's around. You do know how to read that lineman. You do know how to read the. And you gave them that confidence uh, to be able to do that. I think that's really important. Um, and I, and I think that as well. And, and to continue to talk a little bit about, I'm going to go um, back to Coach Purvis a little bit. Anything else to add about um, any of the assistant coaches that, that helped along the way that we haven't shown uh, shown them some love? Well, Coach Purvis just had a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of fire, and uh, he's notorious for throwing his hat down, and saying "Dad Gummit" really loud. <laughs> and uh, he was a good man, and he just he he really knew how to coach defense. It was a lot of fun, and he just brought a real different. He and Coach just really gelled well together. Both had kind of their own way, uh, but uh, he, he was fantastic. And then your father, I mean, he was an inspirational to us and really changed a lot of the offense as far as opening up the ability to pass the football and uh, running, like I said before, a passing offense with a wishbone. Presented its challenges, but we did it. It did help, though, to be able to call your own plays. You could – Call mm-hmm. a pass play every once in a while if you want to. That's true. To. You're right. But um, and <laughs> Alan got to wear them too. But Coach showed up when I was a junior with a brand new pair of shoulder pads for a quarterback. They had a slit in the shoulder to able to throw better, and <laughs> that was like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about Coach Tommy Burnett. He came over and volunteered to help Coach. 
and he was the head of the department. He didn't have time to coach, but he would say, if I can get there, I'll come. So I just put 20 minutes on the schedule someplace. When I saw him coming, I just blow the whistle and turn him over to him. He taught route running really well. He taught us on the five and out, the sideline pass. It was so easy to get the defensive back to jump that route and intercept it for a touchdown. He taught them how to run that thing so they couldn't intercept it. They went out mm-hmm. six or seven yards and come back to five. So they're always running to the sideline, and they threw the ball down and out, and they caught it without being intercepted. He also was the first one that I ever knew that did the back shoulder throw. He ran an error route, a 45-degree angle towards the sideline. So you're running away from the halfback that's guarding you. You're running away from the safety. And he threw it to the back shoulder, and that's, I didn't even know it was a back shoulder. We just, it just worked out that way. So, he, you know, who wouldn't use somebody that, with his background? An All-American in Arkansas, played in the NFL. Why not use somebody that could volunteer to help coach? It's all about footwork. He used to say that all the time on those pass right. runs. It's all about Amen. footwork. Yep. Um, well, yes, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Well, I do think that I, I also I had Coach Purvis. I was able to play um, basketball for Coach Purvis for a year, and, and that was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's it's definitely when you have a successful era such as this, it is a an entire village that jumps on board. It's, it's the entire school. And um, I want to thank you for creating that culture, creating those memories, creating those less life lessons for for all students, you had a great impact on myself as well, and I didn't even play football. So, um, thank so, you for I what you did. You how to be a counselor? Yeah, that's right. You did. You did. We shared feelings for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we are about to wrap this show up. I'm going to give each one of you 15 seconds to say thank you to this man. What would you like to say to him in 15 seconds? I'm going to go with Alan first. Well, you just uh, laid the foundation. You you turned for me, and I know a lot of us a a boy into a man and helped us mature and, and learn how to be a good person. Uh, just and, and there's not a day that goes by that I don't have something that I've done that you helped us, uh, help, help, to help me learn at least. Alan, it's the, ex, the coach is responsible for the X's and O's. You guys are the Jimmy's and Joe's. You're the one that made the difference. Mm, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Steve? Uh, it helps to have some directions on those X and O's too, though. Um, no, it. Uh, I want to uh, thank him for, like Alan said, the foundation because um, there are issues and things you deal with in your life, and it helps. It helps a lot to have a, a background in uh, knowing you can accomplish something, and, and knowing when you're uh, uh, when it's tough and you can you can take care of things. So he's always been a. I see him all the time around town. We always talk. He's always been an inspiration to me, and um, I was very, very fortunate to be able to play for him and to uh, know him. Well said, well said. Jim Ferguson? Coach, you taught me so much. You taught me to say yes, sir, and no, sir. Grab around a tree if you didn't do that. (laughs) But you taught me just so many things about football and life. Uh, I'm so... I'm sorry it was only a year, but it was a privilege and an honor to play football for you and uh, have you as a friend. It was, It's one of the highlights of my life. Thanks, Jim. And, again, I want to say they were going to be successful if they had never played football. Look at them, what they've done, what they've accomplished. But they had a great bunch to work with. I don't think there's any denying, though, that you had a lot to do with it <laughs> as well. You know, you've got carpenters can carry toolboxes, but if uh, somebody's got to teach them how to use those tools. 
So congratulations, Coach. This is a great honor. Uh, so the Greenwood Laboratory School, all of the, the football players in the Mullins era are being inducted into the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame on Tuesday, October 4th. Uh, we are going to move into our post-game talk, and I want to thank you guys all for joining us tonight. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our post-game talk is sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com. Story Construction, um, owned by the Reed family. And listen, Amanda Reed, one of the owners, her kids graduated from Greenwood Laboratory School. So thank you to Story Construction for sponsoring. Um, next week, we're going to have Hall of Famer Daryl Smitty-Smith on in the studio. And we're going to talk a little boxing. And now for our post-game talk. Being recognized decades after competing is a strong indicator to the tradition and legacy of this program. We all have those coaches that make us better than we were the day before. We have had coaches that challenged us and got us out of our comfort zone. We have had coaches that celebrate our successes and fuel our confidence. We have had coaches that hold us accountable and love us. You are thinking of one right now. You are thinking of the way that that coach impacted you. If you have the opportunity thank that coach. Reach out and let them know the effect they had on your life. They may not even realize it. They invested time and emotion into you, so take the time to let them know how important they are and how they helped develop you. If you don't have the opportunity to thank them, then tell others about that coach. Tell others of the impact of coaches and promote the efforts that they make. That is how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. And again, Art Haynes, you are one of our human champions. We love you and we are pulling for you. Keep fighting, my friend. This is Jenny Hopkins and this has been A Coach's Perspective.